What could you do in a works car with works back up, you think, Frank? Sure. Take it handy and win every rally around. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Season 2, Episode 2. In this episode, we speak to Andy Brown. Andy Brown has a fascinating story and he tells us this time with his very early career starting out at Malcolm Wilson, helping him on events and in his, his workshop before moving on to Austin Rover and whenever Group B rallying ended at the end of 86, moving to Pro Drive. Then the story really takes off as Andy travels the world with some notable works teams and some fantastic drivers. He then sets up his own business and he's now back at ProDrive where he's the Legends Manager and some fascinating projects that's been worked on there. It's, it's a fantastic story. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I started off by asking Andy how you first got involved in motorsport. Um, well, I started when I was very young, I guess. Um, I was 11, maybe 12, and uh, there was a, a guy a few doors down from my parents had a rally car. Um, I just kind of took an interest to that side, hanging around and passing him tools or one thing and another. And turns out that he worked for Malcolm Wilson. Um, okay. Malcolm was just starting off there doing, uh, obviously he was running his own Mark twos, but starting, it was Malcolm Wilson Motorsport then, so they were selling parts. And this guy, Tom Pearson, uh, was like the parts guy there. So, right. Um, I started then going out to Malcolm's with him every weekend, you know, school holidays. I just, as, as often as I could, I was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was very lucky that he had some really good guys working there. Graham Walker, uh, who later married Louise Aitken and, and, uh, and the Scottish guy, George Morrison, who was a really good mechanic. So, you know, it was, it was great training mm-hmm. um, from, from an early age, you know, so I was kind of, mm-hmm. Sometimes, but uh, but it, but it was good, and you know, soon enough, I was going on the rallies, sat in the middle of the van, right. you know, with the boys uh-huh. going away. Yeah, yeah. So um, we were doing. Well, Malcolm was running a few customers just starting off there. Roy Cathcart, oh, yes, uh-huh. Highland was um, mm-hmm. a good customer there, um, and I had another guy, Daryl Weedner, who was a guy from the northeast doing the national championship. Mm-hmm. So so that was good, you know. We, all the Mintex rounds and, you know, odd open rounds with Malcolm, you know, mm-hmm. as time went on. Um, obviously, Malcolm was running his Audi uh, mm-hmm. you know, later on. Yeah. Um, so that was def- definitely what set us up for rally, and that was that was the only thing I wanted to do, you know, after that. Yeah, there, were, there was nothing else on the radar really at all then? No, no, not, not at all, no. It was just, um, you know, that, that was it. That was all I wanted to do, and... and you know, when I left school, you know, Mark was quite, he, he was fine to give us a job, but, 
you, there wasn't really the chance to get an apprenticeship, which is something I wanted to do. Okay. Just as a, you know, I think it's good to have a, a plan a B or, such. or something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I got a, a job in, in Carlisle doing a sheet metal work apprenticeship fabrication, which was, was over the rallying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was still, you know, still going out to Malcolm's every weekend and doing all the rallies with them. Okay. Um, and there was another a guy from Carlisle, Dougie Watson Clark. Uh, oh. He ran a an escort and then a, a rear wheel drive Sierra. Okay. So which okay. kind of helped out with that, and you know was servicing with that as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that that was great. But again, you know, it, the rallying was all I wanted to do. So yeah. uh, Malcolm had just signed Frosting Rover when I was coming up to the end of my apprenticeship. So mm. I had a. I had a meeting, a one, I think it was a Lindisfarne rally we were at, and Colin Malkin was there, who was the team boss at Austin Rover. Uh-huh. Or, you know, he was he was recruiting all the mechanics because they were just getting ready for the World Championship. Yes. Um, and he just said, oh, you know, Malcolm says, you, you know, you're looking for a job? I said, yeah. He says, when can you start? And I said, well, I've got two weeks left on my apprenticeship. I'll start the day after that. He says, right, we'll see you then. That was it. That was the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was it. Packed the bags and down to down to Oxford, to Austin Rover. So uh, that was. I mean, obviously Malcolm, you know, yeah. had, had sorted that out, but but mm-hmm. worked really well. I mean, it was you know brilliant introduction to oh, straight yeah. in. At the top end, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Mm-hmm. So um, so no, that that was all that was all good, and then um, obviously. You know, that was Malcolm's first proper year at World Championship as well. So. Yes, and you were travelling to the events and all at that stage as well. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. did all the events um, that they did. I did um, the first, well, it was RAC, was the first rally, 85. Yes. Um, so I was helping to build his car then mm-hmm. um, for that event and then went to Monte Carlo to do the recce with with him and mm-hmm. obviously Tony Pond was there as well. So. Of course, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's, you know, those days was Group B recce cars that were just full spec. Yes. You know, so we, I think we were there two weeks before Christmas, mm-hmm. come home for a few days and then back out and recce and, and test right up to the rally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, amazing experience. Uh, just, you know, seeing what was involved at that level. Yeah, because like you'd been the service, like even for the reggae, you'd have been more or less doing what you'd been doing on the rally, maybe not just at oh, close yeah, time. Sure. tight time ways but yeah. yeah no no for sure it, we, you know you, you literally every day was was pretty much rally you know that mm-hmm. in the morning give the car a check over and then you know they'd go off make some notes we'd meet them at lunchtime have another look at the car then they'd go off you know again and then at night it was high speed recce you know everybody all the all the team I mean, spectators out and everything it was just like you know two or three weeks rally leading up to the rally um but you know Toyota and Lancy and everybody—they were all out with you know vans. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we'd try different things on the car during the recce just to see what they were like. Especially with the Metro being so new, mm-hmm. um, there was a few issues with you know with various things, cam belts on the engines and different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd send bits out for us to try just to because you you know it was easy mileage on the car. Yeah. You know, anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it was it, it was good. Unfortunately, you know that year didn't end too good. 
with oh. the crash in Portugal, and then obviously the Group B got banned. So mm-hmm. that was uh, I kind of put a put the block on the championship then. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still, you know, it was still a great, a great. You know, I mean, you know, some of the some of the events. You know, I can remember sit, sitting in with Pondy testing in Corsica. And, oh man, yeah, that was his mind blowing. The speed, you know, the yeah, I think he was. Um, thing oh, yeah, yeah. the big dots and the nesting thing all them years you know so yeah that's right that's right and uh, Corsica um, Austin Rover had some wild idea to to, to load of weight from the car so they, they had this titanium front end built all the wings and front panel and everything were mm-hmm. were titanium super lightweight you know but of course the usual thing didn't have time to try it before we went out there so it was literally right. fit cars cars were shipped out so we were there for the test. He went away up the road, come back. He says, I can't drive this thing. So it's, it's undrivable. So it's, it can't be that bad, you know. It's, it's been all right so far. So yeah. and no one was keen on getting in. So I, I got in anyway. I, I, you were the guinea I pig. Whenever I could. <laughs> I, just, I just, you know, would sit in there all day if I could. But yeah. uh, going up the road and it's first, second, third. And then he just kind of letting go of the wheel on, on a road that was just wide enough for the car. And uh-huh. end up the world off you know if you went off yes and, uh, and it was just talk steering and it, it was that light it was lifting the front end of the car up you know so, <laughs> so, so we en- we ended up going to the scrapyard and getting some lead melting it down bolting it to the sump guard to put it back to how it was <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit of a bit of a disaster that exercise mm-hmm. but, but uh, now i mean you know again they were going real well in corsica and then and Teuben and such then so yeah that was tragedy that year unfortunately mm-hmm. but, and that um, was a black black cloud over the whole event even for yourselves too the, you know you've oh, been yeah. dealing you know dealing with the team and you know they've been beside you or whatever in the service area and that as well wasn't they? oh yeah it was it was terrible i mean i mean portugal was enough you know because pondy was fair play to him he was one of the you know the main men who said you know that, that that's not going to yeah. got them all together um and then in corsica uh, we were in the same hotel as Lancia. So, you know, we everybody just got sent back to the hotel. And then, of course, they're coming in dribs and drabs. And oh, you uh-huh. just wanted to get out of there, you know. It was, uh-huh. it was awful. It really was bad. But um, And I think I've got a feeling that they they ran the rally again the next day. But it was just like all the local guys and, you know, people that just wanted to run. But all the factory teams, you know, they they pulled out mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i think you know the ban was coming it was just a matter of time really. yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah because like just... i suppose the, the regulations had just got they hadn't kept up with the development of the car really as such you know and that's right yeah that's and, right and the spectator issues never and it was it was just a, yeah. a, a recipe for disaster really wasn't it yeah yeah i mean unfortunately it's the same old thing you know until something major like that happens they're quite happy to let it run, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were making money, weren't they? Like the TV revenues oh. and everyone else was just through. Oh, absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And all the, you know, all the, all the countries wanted the rally because it brought revenue in and hotels and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Yeah, they weren't so, going to say anything. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah. you were what this age, what nineteen twenty, were you at this stage and traveling the so, world? Yeah, yeah. So nineteen when I started Austin Rover. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just yeah, twenty the first year there, six was was uh, yeah my first really uh, you know full time. So it was mm-hmm. just 
yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I mean, you know, Austin Rover, the, you know, they were paying like ridiculous money because you're on factory rates. Okay, so yes. The workshop mm-hmm. and, you know, I was used to, you know, having to work a weekend to make near, near 100, you know, yes. and then went down mm-hmm. there and I think my first pay packet, I went and saw the foreman because I thought they'd made a mistake. <laughs> and he thought I hadn't been paid enough. I said, no, 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 father. <laughs> I was only really, I thought he'd give us a month's money instead of a week. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it, it was good. And, you know, again, Austin Rover, just working with guys that had been there since the TR7s and yes. really good mechanics. You know, I mean, you, you just you couldn't help but learn off those guys. They were yeah, brilliant. And at that age, you're, you're just a sponge for all that kind of information. You just want to yeah. stuff it all up, don't you? you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've got some stick again. I'm, well, myself and Malcolm, I think just because of the accent as well from being up north. Okay. He always used to say they'd get me on the radio to translate for him when he was getting excited because he, <laughs> they'd struggle. He's a bit better spoken these days, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have been broad Cumbrian back then. Yes. <laughs> so then come the end of 86, that was it. You were, were you out of a job then? Or? No, no. Well, I mean, yeah, out of a job at Austin Rover, that was it. Yeah. To, uh, went back up and, and Graham Walker, who'd... Uh, been working for Malcolm, you know, for years. He, you know, uh-huh. he was like best mate, but always, you know, his mechanic. He started doing a bit of mercenary work, and he'd he'd been going with ProDrive on a few events with the Porsche. Okay. And uh, then they were going to. So I was I was doing jobs with him, and fixing a few road cars and a few mm-hmm. rally cars. And then um, they were going to Corsica the next year with ProDrive. The first year with the M3. Okay. And they were looking for people, and he, you know, he he put my name forward. He says, "Look, I'll bring it Andy along if you want." So, mm-hmm. which was great because that was, you know, the year they won. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The privateer team was, you know, first time in a long time that happened. And mm-hmm. pro first world, world championship win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that rally, and then you, pretty much while I was at the rally, um, I got asked if I wanted a job there full time. Right. So. Uh, so that was that. So then I moved down to, they were in Silverstone, then just a small unit, mm-hmm. uh, just a small industrial unit it was. I think it was maybe about 10 or 12 of us there. Okay. Uh, and obviously they'd been running Jimmy in the Metro. Mm-hmm. Or she's on the go and then just starting with the M3. So yeah. I, I did, I think I did three or four events with the Porsche in the Middle East. Right, uh, yes. Audrey, mm-hmm. um, which... Back then was kind of wild, you know, because the Middle East was a bit different place then to, to it is now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily, you know, Al Hadri was very well uh, respected and mm-hmm. he carried a lot of clout over there. So okay. he kind of got looked after, but I think it could have, you know, it could have been different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could well imagine, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but again, you know, you know, trips like that. You know, again, it just part of the whole learning exercise. But mm-hmm. you know, we drive between events, maybe you know, going across Oman or whatever. You know, it's like six hundred miles, just straight yeah. line. If you know, and just a couple of us set off with two vans and trailers and Eki car and rally car, and you know, just set off driving across, and you just kind of that's where you are, that's where you're going. You know, yeah. and there, like, there was no Google Maps or no sat nav then. No, you know? <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. No, no uh-huh. it's just. 
you know, you leave the vans at dealership and fly home. And, you know, you kind of, you had to figure a lot of stuff out for yourself. But, you know, again, it, you know, I suppose it was all good in the long run. It kind of mm-hmm. made things a lot easier in the future, you know, because you'd, you'd kind of done that hard graft then. Yeah, you knew what you were doing then. Never, you know, the, the bigger job to come along or whatever that, yeah. that didn't face yeah. you. You just took it on board and went for it. Yeah, well, you just you didn't have any choice. You either kind of you got on with it, or, or you know, or, or they get someone else to do it. So you just had to. Uh-huh. I think or swim, as they say, isn't it? Really, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, there was plenty of incidents, and you know, there'd be the odd accident here and there. But you know, everyone knew that you were you were doing your best, and you just got on with it, like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. and you know, like what a dream start for Pro Drive at that time. Like they won the the. the the tour de course that year like it was just unbelievable you know so yeah yeah i mean it it was amazing and you know it it, it was a it was a decent enough size team but it wasn't a factory team by any means Uh i mean david richards he had his helicopter there um and he was kind of doing weather reports and i think once once when we got caught out we were actually at the service and you know again back then yeah you could use tire warmers, so we'd have everything all okay. stacked, warmers, and you'd be last minute. Oh no, change the tires or whatever. And uh-huh. they'd heard heard there were bad weather reports, and he says, oh, "I'll go and have a look." So we, you know, we didn't have long. We we're waiting for the report, and didn't hear anything from him. Literally dropped the car down, and he come on. He says, "It's snowed on the top of the mountain. <laughs> no time to yeah no time to change. You know, you had to go." So. Uh-huh. Um, Anyway, made it through, and I think a lot of people got caught out in the same stage, but that was the only kind of worrying bit. But apart from that, you know, yeah. well, it was he was unbelievable, and the tarmac so smooth and mm-hmm. make the tyres last, and and he just you know just really used his head and, and got the win. And yeah, like you say, it was you know for Pro Drive they couldn't have hoped for anything more because they were obviously the plan was to run the BMWs, and mm-hmm. it kind of proved that you know it could be done. Uh-huh. Uh, that the car was competitive on tarmac. So. Yeah, because at that stage it still really wasn't blessed by BMW themselves. It was kind of yeah, take it and show us what you can do. Nearly first was that's it. it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think to be fair, you know, Dr. put a lot of you know his money into it just to kind of prove a point and mm-hmm. and then go back and say right, okay, and you know, the, again the sponsorship. Then you know, obviously after that they got the Bastos money. The, you know, which was big in France and Belgium, and that kind of covered the national championships then. Yes. And then there was cu- private customers mm-hmm. um, on board at Zanussi in Italy, and yeah. you know, the cars made the way over to Ireland eventually. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So no, it was uh, it was definitely a worthwhile you know, you know event for them to go and do. Well, for sure, for sure. And then, um, like you, said, you were saying, then I like big one when I do the French Championship, and you spent a lot of time there with him as well. Yeah, so I was kind of I was number one on his car for you know for a couple of years. Then mm-hmm. you know French events, so, so you know again pro, by then Pro Drive moved to to Banbury to the first workshop okay. that they had there, right, um, which you know was an amazing place, amazing facility compared to. You know where we had where we had been. You know it was tiled floors and every you know real proper proper setup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were running Beguin and uh, Francois Chatrio in France, okay. Alex Nyers in in Belgium, mm-hmm. and Duez was doing a few events 
you do a few world events and you know so you just it was just a mad time you know we'd be doing rallies in france and then call in belgium on the way back to to, to april back to banbury the car around back up back across the it was great i mean it was it was you know brilliant brilliant times uh-huh. um, but uh, but actually through, throughout the you know the time when it was running begwin um there was a rumor going around that, that they were looking to do thousand lakes okay with vatnan in an m3 all oh, right so um he you know he was my hero that you know that was that was the man you know uh-huh. so I went, uh, I went straight up to Diaz's office. I said, look, if, if that event comes off, I, I want to do the recce, you know, close mm-hmm. down. And he said, oh, well, I don't know, you know, we're still working on it. Anyways, it, sure enough, it, it came off. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up, I think I think all in all, I was out there five weeks in Finland because I went out, did the recce. We did a test in the middle and then more recce. But I was just on my own, you know, right. uh-huh. for the recce for the whole time. So, yeah. It's just unbelievable experience. Yeah, it was, it, it was just such a, a a gentleman. You know, people say, "Oh, don't, don't meet your heroes," but yeah, I, I wouldn't agree with that because he was he was amazing. You know, just uh, just everything about about the guy. You know, it's just, he seems just, to have an aura about him, doesn't he? There? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. And and you know, he, he's he's kind of really interested in that you're making sure that you're okay and. You know, it's not just all about him. You know, yes. not saying all like that. The no. other ones, but, you know, he, you know, there's a weekend off. It was his his daughter's christening down in Helsinki, which was you know a few hours from Yvaskula, where they're on based. And uh, okay. you know, I was just you know fully expected I'll be staying at the hotel and mm-hmm. work on. No, no, no. You got to come down for you know for the christening. You know, I said, oh, I'll, I'll just work away here. No. No, absolutely not. So, ended up going down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday was the christening, and then you know thought we'd be driving back up Monday. He says, "Oh, I've, I rang Bruno Berglund, who was the co-driver. He says we're, we're going to have the morning off. He says uh, we'll have a bit of a look around Helsinki before we go back up." Right. I thought, oh, spot on. You know, we'll yeah. jump out and have a drive around mm-hmm. the airport, and he's got us up in his helicopter. You know, and we just fly around and. Oh, I'm not showing us things, and I mean, he was just, you know, wanting to make sure that I could have enjoyed the. Yes, that was an experience you know, for you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's the end. Back to the recce and working away, and and again, you know, full full spec car, Group A car, but uh-huh. you know, full because we were testing. Wadden ran the, the M3 on gravel, gravel so. so you want to optimize everything there too before first, the rally. Yeah, first first time on gravel, so that you know they'd, they'd be sending different springs out or whatever, <laughs> or and uh, so we'd you know same again, writing notes through the day, you know, have mm-hmm. a bit of a afternoon, check the car over, and then at night that was it, just full on high speed, mm-hmm. just you know, uh, wrecking rather, and um. Well, maybe two or three nights, you know, the Bruno, the, the co-driver, you know, he'd say, look, I need to get back to the hotel. I've got to write all these notes for, for tomorrow, you know. Yes. Uh, he'd take the van back to the hotel and I'd just sit, sit in with Vatnan. Oh, for, man. <laughs> for a couple of the stages back to the hotel, you know. So. Yes. And, and obviously I wasn't reading notes. And, and no. he, 
honestly, apart from you know the odd the odd bend or the odd, the odd crest, he could recite the notes as we were going through the stage. Just, uh-huh. um, but I, I'll never forget Kevin the first the first time he went up through the gears, top gear, and he come to this crest. Uh-huh. Threw it sideways, and I'm thinking, oh, we're off here. You know, he's forgot. <laughs> you were good. Yeah, it's all over. Like, you know, how am I going to explain this one kind of thing? And uh, course, landed over the crest, exactly the right place to be to be carrying on. And just from uh-huh. then on, um, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, yeah, that that, that was yeah. some experience. And you know, you'd be going through the stages, and there's cameras going off, all the spectators out at night, and yeah. yeah it was crazy, really. But uh-huh. uh, like a money can't buy experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, we we got to the end of the recce, and of course everybody's lands out, you know, for the team, and mm-hmm. we're on the way back to the, to the hotel. And I said to him, "Look, you know, after the after the rally, I says, uh, any chance of getting your your gloves from this one? You know, just kind of special event and everything." Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, no problem. He says, actually, these gloves, he says, I had for uh, Pike's Peak when I drove the Peugeot. I says, all right, that'll be great. And I think, flipping heck, if I get those, that'd be something else, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, he re- retired from the rally, broke a steering arm, and uh, ended up um, myself and another lad went in the van into the stage, you know, it was like two in the morning to right. get the car, fix it, and drag it back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd all, you know, Harry and, and everyone had cleared off by then. And I was thinking, oh, you know, that's yeah. That's loads go away anyway. And uh, walked in reception and got the key and and uh, the bloke says, Oh, Mr. Brown, I think he says, Oh, there's an envelope here for you. I said, Oh, all right, opened it up and sure enough, here's the gloves and he'd wrote on it. Thanks very much, Andy, all the hard work, Harry, you know, just ah, yeah. That's just the measure of the guy, like yeah, you know, like he was probably like like down in the dumps of retirement. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, he I'm sure he was more uh-huh. gutted, but he'd still kind of remember that. So uh-huh. yeah. They've they've got pride of place, that's for sure. Oh, I can well imagine they'll not be so <laughs> away in a hurry. Will <laughs> no, 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 you won't see them on eBay. No. <laughs> <laughs> RA is just, there's just, is that aura about him? He's just that different step from everybody else, isn't he? Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I've seen him a few times since, you know, plenty of times, but, but uh-huh. you know, I think the last time I actually saw him was at was Ulster, was with okay. David Bobby. Uh-huh. And he was, he was there, his son was driving. Yes. Uh, bumped into him in the hotel and, you know, again, straight over, mm-hmm. come and meet my son, you know, chatting on and just, yeah, just real. Mm-hmm. Real gentleman, definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. So then, after your time, your first time with Pro Drive, you moved on then back to Malcolm. He was with yeah, so yeah, so it, it, it was looking like another year in France with the big for me, and you know, it was kind of seen something maybe a bit different. And um, Malcolm had just signed at GM with the Astra to do the you know the World Championship and or certain <laughs> World and British Championship. Um, yeah, so I went there. I mean, they were in Milton Keynes, which wasn't too far away. Okay. So uh, yeah, went over there, and you know, did again, did some great events, Australia, New Zealand. You know, um, mm. Malcolm got his A seed in in New Zealand over there. So that, that you know that that was really you know big event for him. I mean, a lot of those yeah. events were only, but mm-hmm. 
you know, the Mazda were there. There were some some decent cars. So. Yeah, like it was, and like he, he finished ahead of Mats Johnson too, who would have been yeah. at the scene at that time as one of the fastest front wheel drive guys in the world. You know. Oh so. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, again, and again in the UK in the British Championship, you know, I mean Malcolm and you know he could drive that Astra for sure. He definitely, mm-hmm. he definitely got some, some results that he probably shouldn't have done. Just you know, in a front wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was and. And that was a good team, you know, GM uh, Eurosport as it was. It was it was quite a small team still, you know, it still had that kind of, you know, it, it wasn't like a big factory team. It was a very, everyone, everyone, you know, mucked in and, 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 and there were some really good guys. Again, some of those, some of those lads had been with Jimmy when he started with his Chevette, you know. And, right, they'd come work their way up the through. The whole way yeah. through, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some... Uh, you know, Alex Strasty, I think he started with Jimmy when, when he first ever went playing, you know, and, and he okay. SM vet and then yeah. they got in with, with GM and worked there. So, yeah, there's some, some really good guys. It, it was good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, you know, even that year too, like, as well as finishing third in New Zealand, he was sixth in Australia and I think tenth in GB as well. Like, so, yeah, you know, as you say, it just shows the, the quality of driver Malcolm was. And we kind of forget yeah. that now, don't we? You know, so. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We do. I mean, I mean, you know, those, those results. I think, you, you know, Australia. For anyone that's been there, the surface there is, you know, it's like ball bearings. So, yeah. you know, to to get some of those, you know, times he was setting in a front wheel drive car is is mm-hmm. uh, is incredible, really. Um, so yeah, no, he definitely, you know, you know, he he was going well then. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the year after that, Louise came, you know, was with GM for yes. a good championship, mm-hmm. which again was you know was was a good year. I mean, obviously she ended up winning it, but she had that you know that crash in Portugal, oh, which yeah, was that's right, yes. hor- horrendous mm-hmm. uh, going into the water. So um, you know she she went through. I mean, she had that crash and then went to Corsica the next event, and you know everyone thought. Oh, she, you know, she might struggle a bit there and uh-huh. she, she on the pace, you know, yeah. and she was on the pace. She, she wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like a... A fast uh, lady or whatever she was. No, just, no. No, she was yeah. fast, yeah, just fast, full stop, wasn't it, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, back, you know, obviously I knew her more through, through her husband, through Graham when I was at Malcolm's, but mm-hmm. you know, she was driving a Group 4 Escort and, you know, she'd take it to the guys, like, yeah, and even, yeah. and the big Nissan too. Like she used to oh, talk about, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. No, she she's she's definitely yeah, brilliant driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that yeah, that, that was a real good time. That, that you know that that year, and obviously winning the world championship. That's what they set out to do, and mm-hmm. and that. So so it was good. It was, uh, you know, it was a re- it was a real good year. Mm-hmm. Like it must give yeah. you a lot of pride, you know, even from your drivers winning titles and all that as well. Like, you know, you've played your part in making that happen yeah. as well yeah for sure and you know there's there's times um you, you know like i remember in in australia with malcolm for example uh it was australia or new zealand the the gearbox casing split i think the diff had broke okay uh we, on the astra you could change the actual gear cluster um yeah, you know 15 minutes it was no bother but the whole gearbox we'd never done one before it was it was okay. a bit of a Mm-hmm. but it was kind of had to do it kind of thing you know it's, it was that or nothing so there was 
two 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 vans. So it was four of us met up, set up how we would do it and everything, and and just set into it. And it was you know mm-hmm. it was on kind of thing. But yeah, got it done. There was any time, and yeah, I mean they're the times that you kind of you know yeah. what you go to the rallies for. Uh, yeah, because that uh, you come alive when you're under pressure like that to make it happen. Yeah, you know, you know the clock's ticking. Yeah. it has to be done. Yeah, you know, so. mm-hmm. yeah, no, d- definitely. That's you know for sure. They're, they're the times that you kind of remember when you look back on the events. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, you know because you know without that you know okay, he's got to set the, the stage times, but uh, he needs you know, the gears to do. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want any crunching gears there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So then for 91, another change of scenery again. Yeah, so um, uh, uh, Charles Reynolds, who'd been the, the team manager at, at ProDrive when I was there, he went to, to head up Nissan Motorsport mm-hmm. Europe. Um, so that was obviously a factory team that was just in the, in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, he he got in touch. He says, "Look, do you fancy coming and kind of, you know, being in charge of the car builds?" Okay. So, um, so that was a real good chance. You know, full world championship with, with Stig and uh-huh. um, and David Llewellyn was signed up. So, right, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that was that was one of those jobs you just had to go for. You know, of course. So, so yeah, so went over. It was a lot of setting up. The workshop and vans and everything and then the first event we did was safari mm-hmm. so uh, the cars were actually built in japan for that it shipped out and we would run the cars on that event okay then safari and then we so, would build important. For that. so important yeah. to the japanese manufacturer isn't it the safari yeah. yeah yeah so i mean the, the cars were okay but we ended up we were pretty much stripped to a shell before right. the run in Nairobi and, you, uh-huh. you know, um, and re- rebuilt. But, you know, still basically the same. It was just a lot of, you know, refinements and mm-hmm. you know, um, just going through them, really. But, yeah, we did a lot of testing out there. Nissan had their own workshop. You know, that's how important. Yes. You know, they, t- they take that event that had their own workshop there. So we went out, I think, just after New Year, we went out for like a month testing dig you know just mm-hmm. and I mean that that was again great experience because you know first time working with him you know another world champion and, mm-hmm. and uh, just you know just how calm he is and you know relaxed but just tells you what you need to know and that's it you know is mm-hmm. is uh, you know every words mean something from coming okay, from him yes, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't waffle on it's just yeah, pay attention, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great guy, really, you know, really good. And um, we, uh, you know, we got through, got through Safari, got a couple of cars to finish, um, and then got back, just you know, carried on with the world championship again, you know. So, so finished off a few events that year, and then and then into the next year with Tommy, yeah, uh, uh, Tommy Mackinnon. So that you know, that was great. He was. Mm-hmm at the time yeah um, so so that was really good just to again see how an operation yeah and and you know that point again you know obviously rallying was a lot different back then the number of service vans and mm-hmm. you know i've been i was in the, the the helicopter for all the events servicing so there'd be two or three of us and, and an engineer in the in the helicopter okay 
So you'd just do every service, start and finish of every stage, you know, just the guy just, you know, but the thing is there's Lance here and Mazda and everyone else's helicopters looking yes. to land at the place. Same so spot. that's got, uh-huh. got a bit interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a few close, close shaves, but uh-huh. yeah. Again, you know, the experience of, of seeing the car all the time and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you, you could kind of keep track on problems. I mean, you know, with the vans then, I mean, we had 10 or 12 vans on some events. Yeah. And the guy, guys had set off, uh-huh. you know, in the morning to get parked up in the place at the start of the stage, you know, for a service at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then they wouldn't see him again until, until the night, you know. Right. But, yes. But... Um, but in the helicopter, obviously, you you kind of you know see them all the time, start Home, yeah. and finish mm-hmm. everywhere. And even a couple of um, well, a, <laughs> a one mid-stage service with, with Tommy um, in in Portugal, which wasn't really uh, wasn't really allowed. But no. uh, it had two punctures, okay, and didn't have any spares left, and right. it was you know long stages back then, so yes. Was uh, he come on the radio? He says, "Oh, I've got a puncture again." You know, crawling through. Mm-hmm. So the bosses decide, right? You know, a couple of them would get out, and there was just two of us went mm-hmm. with a spare tire and a jack. Right. I flew along, found the car. I mean, this is well dodgy. <laughs> uh, waited till the car ahead had gone, and then he just just landed on the stage. We jumped out, and he took off, right. and we were just there, you know, and then he. Tommy pulls in, jacks the car up, wheel on, went, and we kind of stood back in the trees, and then and the next car went past, and then the helicopter just come down, picked us up, and took us in. I mean, the, <laughs> we'd have got shot if they'd ever, uh, they'd ever caught on to that. But I don't, there was no one car cameras or nothing really at that stage, really. No, you know? no, no, no <laughs> tracking. Live, or... live tracking, nothing. <laughs> thing I was thinking about, yeah. I, thank God, because there was plenty of dodgy. Yeah, and everybody was at it, obviously, at the time. Oh, know? yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, you'd see cars disappearing off lanes and, right. you know, coming back as good as you. <laughs> going in and out and all kinds of things. So, yeah. <laughs> I, it was, um, it, it was, uh, it was good though, again. I mean, it was, you know, it was more like an adventure than, yeah. you know, just kind of sitting in a service park all day, you know, running about, which was, which was great. And the, the car was starting to set competitive times, you know, and, you know, and set a bit of a difficult berth, I suppose it's fair to say, but it was starting to, become more reliable and you know set the times wasn't it towards the the end of 92 yeah. or whatever it was then yeah, yeah so. i mean it, it was it was uh you know it was unfortunate that the nissan decided to pull out i mean um, mm-hmm. there's an ongoing problem with the you know the the position of the intercooler on top of the engine engine yeah the heat soak and long stages the power just you know dropped down mm-hmm. but but you know in a lot of other aspects the car was really advanced the transmission Mm-hmm. But, you know it was it was kind of a semi-active transmission you know so okay ahead of its its time then mm-hmm. but just unfortunately yeah, you know there wasn't time to yeah. do any more development and then that was it but you know it was just and it was literally all of a sudden um i got all night and and, and i was told that there was going to be a few layoffs tomorrow um okay. But don't worry, you're all right, kind of thing. Right, I've heard that before, and then, uh-huh. and then we went in, and and uh, the big boss uh, Charles wasn't there, and I knew then there was something up because if there was anything serious, 
he would have wanted to tell everyone, you know, okay. he, he was that kind of guy. He wouldn't have let someone else do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an accountant there and someone else from Nissan and they just basically were closing the doors. Everybody's, you know, half of, I think they kept on maybe three or four guys to kind of back up and, you know, sort everything out, but just everybody just cleared the whole place, you know, by lunchtime kind uh-huh. of. And that was it. So get your, get your toolbox, you're gone, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So, and I mean, it, it, it you know, things like that are awful. I mean, it was okay for us. There was plenty mm-hmm. of work. you'd get a job. Yeah, no, no bother really. So, mm-hmm. but you know, people out of the offices and maybe just took a mortgage out or something. And you know, it's, you see all them. It's like you know, it's it's not nice to see. But no, mm-hmm. that's the one side of motorsport. You know, it's not. If you want to save occupation, motorsports probably not. I'd want to steer clear of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be prepared to adapt. To uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so but, then uh, there was, you said then you took the money, you got your redundancy there, and it was time to uh, start out on your own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just thought, well, you know, I probably know enough people that I could, you know, get a bit of work and. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big workshop. You maybe get you know two or three cars at a push um, in there. So uh, I'd kind of got on on with Borum. Um, Melvin Hodson, who was the team manager at GM, he'd gone to Ford. Okay. So uh, I gave him a call and I said, "Look, you know, um, you know, this has happened. You've got any work going?" And he says, "Yeah, you, Ford did a lot of mercenaries. Then you know that okay. you know, there'd be maybe." out of 40 mechanics, you know, across the board on the rallies, I bet, I bet 20 at least, maybe more were mercenaries just, just doing the events. Oh, they were just brought in for the event and then go yeah. the end, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I got on and was, was usually in a chase car then, which again was good, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they were running, I was Delacar and Biasion yeah. in group A escort. So, uh-huh. you know, that, that that was good as well, you know. I mean, the great events and you know with those boys and, and Ford mm-hmm. was, you know, again, you know, growing up, you know, with the with the Mark Twos and everything to, to actually work at Borum and, uh-huh. and do the events, you know, that that was great. That was that was uh, that was another kind of, you know, box tech. It was really yeah. early years. The Borum, yeah, the Borum was the like the, the oh, yeah. the place for rallying, wasn't it in the day? Yeah. Know, so. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it was still down there, you know, in the same place it had been, mm-hmm. the airfield. And, you know, you go down there and, you know, I can remember being, Gwyndaf used to come down and be bedding pads in before Monty or Corsica or something, you know, and okay. just go around. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. And then, again, started doing a bit of work up at Malcolm's. Um, he just, you know, moved to Dovenby Hall and... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was the place before that he had, um, and and was actually at his house. They had a workshop out the back, so he he just you know was taking on customers. Um, oh, that's the building you see it like a stone building, isn't it? Like a that's split. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So um, so I went up there and and built the first pilot escort up there. Right. Um, so, so Bill, that fame was he was doing the British Championship, obviously, uh-huh. with Michelin pilot. Um, so, built that car, 
And then at the same time, he uh, got Stephen Finlay over. Okay. Stephen Bertie's Sapphire. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started doing uh, the national championship with Stephen, mm-hmm. which was was great times, you know, that would that uh, Stephen again, just a real cool customer, like just brilliant guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, we did all those rallies and he, it just suited him. He'd, he'd fly across on the Friday, you right. know, a bit of a run in the car, do the rally on the Saturday, a few beers Saturday night, way back home think. Sunday, didn't in, didn't interfere with his yeah, business, yeah. you know. <laughs> and and obviously you know, amazing speed and brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we, you know, it was really good. And, and I ended up spending more time going with Stephen. So, so we kind of moved away. You know, Malcolm was happy for us to kind of look after Stephen's okay. running of the car. So I just uh-huh. kind of took charge of that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we went to Ulster with Stephen. And so Malcolm was still in the pilot escort. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen was doing it in the Sapphire. Yes. So I said to him, look, you know, we need to have a bit of a test before this one. You know, if we have a bit of a go, you need to. So we went over to Stephen's house there and uh, literally we had a transit van and uh, we were using one of his BMS or something as a chase car, was it, you know? Uh-huh. His, his mate, uh, Derek, Alan, Big Sam, he was with me in the chase car. So anyway, we were testing before the rally and, he kept going out in the car, come back, and he wasn't happy. And I could tell he just wasn't happy, you know. Mm-hmm. But he, he he didn't want to say. He just he's, oh, it's, it'll be all right, you know. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, let's you know we'll keep going. Let's try this and try mm-hmm. that. Ended up, you know, he he was done. Like he was like, oh, I'll just drive it as it is. Don't worry about it. I yeah. said, I've got one more thing to try this this smaller front roll bar because it was quite wet and okay. I think this will do the job. Put this on. Oh, it took to you. I said, "Well, we're putting it on anyway." So we put it on. More or less, had to push him out to, to <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he was. He, he took off. Heard him roaring away, and then he was gone for ages. I was like, "Oh no, he's put, he's put it off or something," you know. <laughs> what's happened? I was like, "Oh god!" And uh, sure enough, he comes flying back, hand breaks into the drive up the driveway. Smile on his face. He says, "That's unbelievable." He says, "I can't believe the difference." I said, "Oh, well, you know, as long as you're happy, like you know, like oh yeah." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, went to the rally, and he was—I mean, he's leading the rally. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. was leading the rally, and we got to forget where it was. Kevin, there was a spectator stage. Oh somewhere. yeah, that was like, it was Ledburn or Craig Offen or something that was not around the right. Somewhere like yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. it. And. Um, you know, we were, like I say, we were just doing our own thing with tyres and everything, and, and mm-hmm. you're doing well. People want to kind of get involved, and Pirelli come up and like, oh, I've got these new thermal slicks just for these short stages. You know, mm-hmm. well, we're all right with what we've got. I think you know, I just don't want to really change. Not no, telling you these are the things to, to use. You know, so okay. you know, so give them a try, and sure enough, they weren't that thermal as it turned out. And, oh. <laughs> And off, so that was that was a rally over, but uh, yeah. but yeah, no, it, it, it was a shame because that you know he was on for a cracking result there, yeah. And like to be at to be at that level, like when you think back, Finley probably only competed in maybe 40 rallies compared to yeah. like the likes of Walston and these guys and Bertie Fisher, you no, know, who was maybe doing yeah. you know 20 rallies a year, <laughs> maybe not yeah. 20, but 
10 or 12 rallies a year, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just I mean, just turn it on straight away. Like I say, uh-huh. you know, the Nationals, he'd just fly in because he was always good work, uh-huh. land on Friday night, yep. um, do the rally and just be straight on the pace. Yes. Uh-huh. No, no, no question. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know, but, you know, it's my opinion, you know, when he got into the pilot thing, mm-hmm. Steve and the rallying was very much, uh, you know, a way of relaxing from the pressure of work. A getaway as such. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he could just go, forget about the, the work, drive a car. But then, you know, with the pilot thing, you know, the pressure was on, the cameras were on, the, the interviews and all the rest of it. And yes. he just, you know, just didn't really seem as if he was enjoying it so much as, as just he was doing his own thing. Yeah, you know? becoming an aller work then nearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, there was times, you know, we built a, a group for escort for him um, at, at my workshop and, and ended up with a heart engine in it. Um, okay. Which I think come from Murray Grayson. I think Murray maybe had it in his metro or... Uh-huh. But, but yeah, this, you know, fuel-injected thing was unbelievable and, you know, took it down and... He just took it in the quarry out the back and ripping around in that. And, you know, I'm sure yeah. he had as much enjoyment in that as anything, just because mm-hmm. there was no having a blast, you know. So. Yeah, because I think it, it, the heart engine was on his Orion. The Orion he used to ride. It could have been. It could have been then, yeah. There's something in my head now. It could be wrong enough. That's right, because yeah. Bertie, um, sorry, Sydney Meek ran the, ran the Orion, didn't he? Yeah, he built that car and all in. They yeah. got it then later on down the line, yep. So. Mm-hmm. You, you, could be, you could be right. Um, you could be right there, Kevin, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, but, but yeah, great, great times with, you know, Steve and just real, again, another gentleman like, you know. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to drive and not have all the other, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the crap just, really involved with it, yeah. you know, such, you know. Yeah, and, and look the crack on the night, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Murray Grayson be doing the national championship, I think he'd be the main competition and uh-huh. um, Burns was doing the odd events as well and he was just starting out then, you know, so. Okay. So so yeah, it was mm-hmm. you know that had some really good, really good rallies with that. It was a great, can imagine, great, great car. Mm-hmm. Uh, then '94, you were up and going then on your own business then, and oh, there was a young Welsh guy. What was his name? Tim Ellis Jones. Tim, Tim Ellis Jones. Yeah. So he that was through Gwyndaf really. Um, you know, I knew Gwyndaf very well through Ford and everything, and. Uh-huh. He rang us up, he said, oh, there's this lad from Aberystwyth, he's got a sapphire, uh, he's wanting to reshell it into an escort. Okay. You know, do you fancy doing it? I said, yeah, for sure. So they, they had a Ford dealership down there, so uh, um, agreed to build the car. And it was it was literally, to start with, it was just to do the trimmed shell and then they would put all the running gear in it. Okay. And then him and his dad come over to see it when we'd done the trimmed shell and he said, look, I can see you kind of, you know, know what you're doing. Just carry on and build the whole car. So right. no bother. So we'll finish that. And then he said, right, uh, will you come on the first rally with us? Just if there's any problem, we want to do this Midland rally, which was mm-hmm. big time. Um, you know, Malcolm was doing it in the Borum Escort, I think, as, as a test. Okay. Um, you know, there was a lot, you know, a few factory teams went just to do testing before the RAC kind okay. of. Okay, yeah. But it was a real panic, and you know, I reckon we'd done, you know, probably two all-nighters leading up to the to the right. rally. Mm-hmm. And I 
literally loaded the car up the Friday night, drove over to Aberystwyth, would miss scrutiny on Friday <laughs> to get a policeman to come and inspect the car because she wasn't actually taxed. Oh, right, yes. To get mm-hmm. inspected. Mm-hmm. So that was like two o'clock in the morning. They were driving around Aberystwyth looking for a police car to fly down to. <laughs> so they kind of angled that one way or another. And then, and uh, you know, he drove it. I think he drove it from Aberystwyth to, to would have been Welshpool it started. And uh, scrutiny had got, got dispensation to scrutiny in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, you know, we were just in the seat on the way to the first stage. Literally uh-huh. Never driven it. And I'm thinking, you know, if we get around this. Yeah, just you, take your time, drive around. Be happy with that, you know. And I was I was so tired because with all this, you know, work we'd put in. So mm-hmm. I was with one of his mates, in the, in, just in his mate in the chase car. And uh, so we get to the first service, uh, you know, working on the car. And I, I said to him, oh, how's it going? And then he says, oh, oh he's third. I says, oh, well, third in group N is pretty good. There's some decent entry. He says, no, no, he's third overall. <laughs> Bloody hell. I didn't realise he was that quick, you know, but start paying a bit more attention now. So, so uh, and, and sure enough, he ended up winning the rally. So, um, you know, the national part of it. Uh-huh, yes. Won the rally, which was, yeah, unbelievable. And, and Malcolm was presenting the awards. And so, yeah, it was just, you know, it was one of those, you know, mm-hmm. even though you built cars for, you know, for world champions or whatever, but to build your own car out of your own kind of yeah. workshop uh-huh. and, and get a win, you know, the first time out was yeah, it was brilliant. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we got that, and and then you know, I'd end up running Tim for a couple of years after that. You know, a great yeah. time uh-huh. championship and RAC and what have you. So, yeah. um, and then and then and then James Cullen come along. Yes. So uh-huh. that was uh, that was another you know. I think I think probably off the back of you know Tim and mm-hmm. results and and James would have known Gwyndaf very well. So of course, yeah. Uh-huh. He'd he'd been with SPG the year mm-hmm. before, um, and then done a little bit. I think you know with the car themselves. Yeah, and been, yep. Need someone to 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 run it, so he'd got the Buckler sponsorship then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a tough year for James, really, because, you know, the year before he'd had some amazing results, yeah. you know, in the car with a big budget. And mm-hmm. then we didn't have such a big budget. And, you know, there were a few more competitive guys up the front. So yeah. he was driving every bit as well, maybe better, and the results weren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, he had to get the championship. That was kind of the... You know, I'd hung his heart in that for the sponsors as such, haven't they? You know, so. yeah, and obviously hoping that winning the championship would lead to better things the following year. So mm-hmm. the pressure was on um, to get the results, and you know it was probably difficult for him to to hold back sometimes when he was wanting to race the boys, and, and mm-hmm. you know he knew he couldn't risk it. But uh, I mean, still had some you know some good results and. Uh, I think it was the, cir- the circuit of Ireland. Um, you know, it was going really well, and then the weather was getting bad. And that's, and right, then, that's the year of the snow, and all, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah. So, so we had, you know, I just had the same van I'd used for Tim on, and for James, and mm-hmm. uh, um, 
you know, a lot of those Irish events, when it gets really wet and, and muddy, sometimes you're just about better off with a gravel tyre. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it can get that bad yes. down the lane. So uh-huh. some, for some reason, anyways, I'd put four gravel tyres in the van, just left them in there, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the tarmac ones. And sure enough, this weather came, so we, we bolted the, the gravel tyres on, and that was it in the lead, you know. And Jeez. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, Jeez, we're going to win this overall, you know, in the Group N car. Uh-huh. And, uh, Unfortunately, I had a bit of an a bit of an off there, which which kind of yeah. you know took the win away. But the air would you know the lead and that was good. Um, I, and the, and James rarely ever had accidents. He always drove oh, well within himself, didn't he? Oh yeah, de- definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very rare, James. Yeah, James going off. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you know. But yeah, we got through. You know, got through the air and, and mm-hmm. won the title and all too. Did what I had to do. One yeah, one group mm-hmm. N. You know that's 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 what I planned to do, and then mm-hmm. they kind of got the money together then to to convert the car to Group A, mm-hmm. which was you know was great for me. I mean that's you know I wanted You're to be butter, yeah. racing at the, yeah, but I wanted to be you know racing at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean Group N was great, but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. obviously didn't compete for overall results. So um, you know we got the use the same body shell converted. Um, and then we got pretty much a full running gear kit from Malcolm, mm-hmm. car brakes and suspension, everything. And it did a really good engine. I mean, the, the mansion really looked after James. Okay. You know, Ben Car and the Group A Car, they were always, you know, the, you know, real top job and kind of looked after him. You know, mm-hmm. so um, and then and then yeah, Roger at at R and D, he did a box because that. Was the expensive part was the gearbox on the yeah, S car. Yeah, uh, it says like the the proper Group A gearbox was like twice the price or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At least you know, at least. So, so we we bought a box off Roger and then and then he lo- he loaned us a spare for every event. So oh, right, yes. Part of the deal, you know. So that was uh-huh. great. Yes. And I mean, it was a, it was a good it was a good gearbox, you know. It was, it was uh-huh. good. But um, yeah, so we went to again a bit of a. Bit of a rush getting the car ready for Donegal, which you know, of course, not James, yeah, <laughs> biggest rally going to Donegal, James Cullen. You don't uh-huh. want to be kind of prepared, but we we did a test. Um, we did, we did a test before the rally, and you know, he seemed happy, and I mean, he was just took to it. I, I mean, I really think, you know, those years in the in the group and escort, you know, went a long way to making James as quick as he was in the group A car because he was so smooth right. and so and so um mechanically sympathetic. Yes. You know, I mean I yeah, could, yeah. He couldn't really dog the group N car, so I, so, I had to yeah had to yeah. refine his driving as such, I suppose was a bit Yeah, exactly. Because you just you know you'd break the gearbox in the group N car if you overdrove it or you'd overheat the brakes or uh-huh. you know, whereas you know the, you know when then when he got in the group A car all that you know carrying the corner speed all that carried over uh-huh. um, so yeah so i mean uh, you know loads of times sitting in testing and so smooth i mean you you know you're with some guys and it's all action and you ditch to ditch and uh-huh. you feel like you're quick, but you know you're not really and then you're sitting with james and you know you're going so fast and and you know the way it'd lean on the tires around the corners you know you, corners that you know, some boys would be dropping down the gear and throwing it in. Right. He'd be 
be going up a gear and and just relying uh -huh. drive around it you know yes um, yeah so you know winning to goal and again you know you're up against well Bertie yeah number one uh -huh. you know pro drive and Pirelli weather crews and yeah. the loft you know everything uh -huh. and you know James, we had a good little setup, you know, his brother Joe, the tyre van, and, you know, with Chase car and the van, but it, mm -hmm. you know, you were kind of, can we put new tyres on this time, or, you know. I will be chancing on a couple of stages. Right, yeah. uh -huh. We're still, you know, the budget was still very, very tight compared to those boys, but, uh -huh. uh, you know, I mean, you finished second to yeah. Bertie, and, um, and I think I was 15. Something you know, fifteen six behind him, yeah. Seconds, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know he had, you know eight, I was eight or nine stage wins. I mean he was really, you know he mm -hmm. was he was on it then. Yeah. You know I thought that was was amazing. I mean I, you know I was really, you know I was really, I, know, I wanted to win of course. Of course but, you do, yeah. But that to be realistic, that, mm -hmm. you know. That, you know who you're up against, and By a fraction of the budget, and everything else, and had never driven the car really until yeah, a couple of days yeah. before the and, event. No. Mm -hmm. And and you know, actually, actually after the rally, I can remember we were sitting in a in a cafe just having a, having a cup of coffee, and and you know, I was like thinking, well, flipping heck, you know, that's well well done, you know, that's a great result, that's unbelievable. Uh -huh. And they were all like, you know, gutted, absolutely. <laughs> Gutted, and, and and I realised then how much you know Donegal means to to yeah. those boys. Mm -hmm. You know that you know they finished second to Bertie by fifteen seconds. Yeah. I think it was the end of the world, and I'm yeah. like, don't be too hard on yourself because not many people could could do what you've done. You know, mm -hmm. just you know to to you know over the years, I think James has shown to what he's done with the budget is hard. I mean, if he could have ever have. have you know, got sponsor or backing or, or whatever. Uh -huh. I mean, for sure, you know, he would. He had the talent, had he to go way oh. beyond wherever got to. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So. Well, we, I think it was after that that rally, I think we were in Mount Errigal and, uh, we, you know, we're at the bar. The, Bertie was there for sure. I think Austin McHale and, and maybe mm -hmm. Andrew, you know, there's a few of the top boys who were all. Yeah. James was there and a few mm -hmm. of us chatting away and uh, Bertie says, you know, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be great if if we were all just in Mark II escorts and mm -hmm. just, you know, in the same car, go out, you know, and, and see who's the, how we went and, you know, they were all like, oh yeah, that'd be, you know, that'd be great. And Bertie, this is straight from Bertie, he says, but I'll tell you, he says, well, none of us would see which way that man went, pointing uh -huh. to Jim. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes. so you know, he they, they knew how quick he was. Yeah, um, they recognised that the, the talent was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was good. And I mean, again, that that shows Bertie as well. You know, I the, the gentleman that he was as well. Oh yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So um, yeah, no, it, no, it was good. It was uh, it was some real good events over there, and you know, so competitive and you know. Mm -hmm. As you say, to be competing against the likes of Pro Drive and like even uh, McHale was getting sponsor, you know, like help from TTE as well to develop their yeah. car and all too. So yeah, 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 and um, and you know, we still, you know, the car was looked after. I mean, that was you know one thing with James. You know, he'd always 
you know, mm -hmm. I said, look, it could do with, you know, new shafts on the front or you'd be like, right, you know, just, just got to have it, you know. Well, yes, sort of I mean, obviously we'd, we wouldn't throw money at it, but, you know, if it needed it, it, it was done, you know. Yeah, so, I, there's no chances. Good as the car could, you know, whatever spec the car was, you know, as good as it could be to go to the rally, that's how it went, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, no, that, that, that was, uh, that worked out well. And then I kind of, I think we decided then to move up to Carlisle. Um, obviously, I was from there and uh -huh. I've been living down for a while. And, and okay. so uh, Mike Little had kind of approached us and said, you fancy coming around the workshop. Okay. And, you know, having my own business was great, but, you know, of, you know, a lot of uh, hassle comes along with it, and yeah, you have to look after all the paperwork as well as doing the work as well. Yeah, yeah, and we, you know, we were running. Well, ended up running a, a factory Nissan F two car. Oh yeah, and again through the links at Nissan, they were running McRae and Yes, and then they were running a third car for this Fenari Mokkanen. Okay, who was. Uh, um, you know, it was it was a third works car, although they were bringing. So his manager was the same guy that's backed like Tommy Mackinnon and Kankinnon. Oh, yes, right, yes, that's uh -huh. this you know this guy who put some money into them. So so I got that car to run. So again, that was uh -huh. you know it was great. But then working for bigger teams, you wait longer to get paid. And <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know uh -huh. it's uh, it's it's great because you think oh finally you know we've got a factory car to run, but. Mm -hmm. Bigger uh, demands with it then as well yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, sometimes you're better off just with you know the smaller guys and just get paid when you know straight when you ask for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So I ended up moved up to Carlisle, kind of packed the wrapped the business up, and but James came with us and Tim actually. Mm -hmm. So took them as customers to to Mike Little's. Oh right, yes. Mm -hmm. So um um. James carried on there for for a, a couple of years actually after I'd even left you know little he was still there so okay, yeah. relationship with them uh -huh. yeah. you know so and obviously they were running you know Greg while we were doing world events and Belgian championships so mm -hmm. you know so that that was good to get back out on on those events yeah uh, and like at that time Mike Little would have been kind of a blessed forum team then really as such wouldn't they like that oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had been for a long time. They'd been, mm. you know, work supported. You know, parts and cars and vans and and things. so they they they're a really good team. Mike Little, you know, the preparation of their cars, I would say, is probably some of the best. You know, have come across their attention to detail and then the out of the cars was yeah. really impressive. Um, mm -hmm. And like, you think like Gregoire, like you know, a lot of them Belgian events, he was one of them. Like he wasn't one of them; he was second or third. Oh, yeah. always, always podiums, and then even going on to the world events, he was still very competitive. Yeah. Like fourth in Belgium or not? Yeah, uh, Portugal, I think it was. He was fourth one year, and you know, so like, yeah. the cars were obviously a much oh, yeah. that was out there. You know, so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and I mean those Belgian events, you know, I mean they're massive. You know, you're racing tires and those guys in Belgium. I mean that's just. You know that is top level again over there. You know, are they yeah. they're going as hard as it would it would be in the World Championship events? Wouldn't they? Like was... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, the Belgium top guys in Belgium. Well, it's 
you know, the like in Ireland as well, the top guys, you know, they're, they're just, you know, really quick guys wherever they, they go, but yeah. the home ground, they're, they're, they're on the people, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 But, um, so that, so that, I mean, it was, uh, it was good. And like I say, James, you know, his escort went up there and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he carried on for, for two or three years, I think. Yeah, that's right. yeah, he went on a few more years then and uh, yes, yeah. as well. And then you made the move across uh, the sea to America then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we, uh, it's kind of, it's funny, you know, we'd always, myself and wife, would always talked about going to America, but, you know, it's one of those things you think, oh, I'll never, mm-hmm. never happen. And uh, I'd actually, I'd left Littles, was just having a bit of a, I was just um, doing a bit of truck driving, actually, a really? bit of a sabbatical from the rallying. Uh-huh. Uh, came Friday night, and, and Maria, why she says, uh, there's a job here in, in Florida at a rally school. Do you fancy that? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. You, you know, the motoring, what it was, it was the motoring news, and I'd even stopped uh-huh. buying the news. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I'd bought it the week before and just left it lying and she had even picked it up mm-hmm. this job i says oh i don't know about that she says oh well they're keen to talk to you i says how do you know that she says well i messaged them <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I this guy up and uh, an english fellow that was running this rally school mm-hmm. and kind of knew of us and he said look you know definitely a job here if you fancy it mm-hmm. so um I had a word with where I was working and they, he said, look, you know, just go and give it a go. A couple of months, if you don't like it, you can have your job back. So, well, mm-hmm. not really, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So, ended out, you know, you could do three months on a holiday visa. So, oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went out there and, uh, and yeah, worked at this rally school and was teaching and instructing and, you know, sorting the cars out. And they actually had a deal to do the American launch of the Subaru Impreza there. Right, yes. You know, the new, the new shape style. Uh-huh. The bug eye one, as it was. Yes. So so we had, I don't know, maybe 25 Subarus come on transporters and all these journalists were flying in and out and uh-huh. driving. Cars. So it was a big event. And mm-hmm. through that, one of the customers that came, you know, he was quite keen to, uh, to have a go at rallying. So, you know, started building him a car. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, I went back home at Christmas um, and uh, we said, yeah, let's give it a go. So we just rented our house out, you know, in Carlisle and mm-hmm. went out. And, and again, <laughs> we, we literally went out with four cases and the two kids and the missus and <laughs> went out there and we're thinking, oh, we'll give it three months, you know, and just a bit of cracking yeah. and we'll home, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, this guy... Um, that we built the car for. He was from Phoenix and he says, look, you know, when you come over and, and run the car for us, I want to do the, the American Championship. Okay. So we, we'd been renting a house in Florida. We ended up loading everything in a U-Haul trailer and driving across America to, to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they, Maria and the kids flew home and I kind of stayed on and we got the visa sorted out. Mm-hmm. And they came back out and... Um, you know, did a few rallies with him. Mm-hmm. You know, business was getting going, and I, I said to him, "Look, you know, really, to get the name out there, you know, we, we need to have a go at winning some events." Okay. I said, 
you know, maybe building a proper car and having a go on that the next year, mm-hmm. 2002, you know, ProDrive had already been out there doing a few events with like a group N car. Right. And then 2002, they were going to have a, you know, proper go with two cars, Mark Lovell and yeah. American guy, Lagerman, Roman Lagerman. So uh, he said, yeah, well, you know, I'll put, put money up to build the car and, you know, and I said, well, I, I reckon for sure, but by the end of the year, we'll get money back for the car. And mm-hmm. I think that we'll get enough customers to, to, to run it alongside it, you know? So, okay. so uh, we built this car and obviously, you know, there was no way we were ever going to compete money-wise against ProDrive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that was a full, you know, WRC spec, you know, based car, but uh-huh. there it was open class rules that they ran. So it was 40 mil restrictor. So they were even quicker than the, you oh, know, the, the, the cars at home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And Mitsubishi had two car factory team and Hyundai had two cars. Mark Higgins was driving a Hyundai and an, and an American guy. Yes. And they were pretty much Evo, Mitsubishi Evo based. Yeah. Okay. Don, Don, Don Buckley built those cars. Uh-huh. So, um, so, you know, it was, it was a big year to have a go in America. So we built the car and, then, you know, like I said, knew we couldn't compete out and out speed and everything. I thought, well, we'll just get a strong, reliable car that, mm-hmm. you know, no handles off it kind of thing and we'll see how we go. Okay. And we had, I think we had two customers for the first, the first event to go to. So mm-hmm. you know, we could kind of tag along and taking the lads that kind of, because David was running at the front, we could service him and do the customers. So we we're kind of running his car for free, labor-wise. Okay, yes. So that's how we tried to do it. That's how that was the plan, was just to use a you know, use a driver to, to bring the work in. Mm-hmm. First event, snow drift is full snow and you're not allowed studs. It's just, you know, ice tires. Okay. And uh, real dodgy rally. And, and he ended up head on into a tree, smashed Oh. Is like, oh, no, <laughs> that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But, uh, anyway, we got the car back, fixed it. And the next day was way over in Tennessee, which, you know, I mean, European Championship's big, but that would be like 2,000 miles from Phoenix to go right. across the one rally. Uh-huh. So uh, over there and... Uh, having a real good go, you know, he was up there right at the time. We had a few good tyre choices and we're going into the last stage and we were tied equal with, um, he was a Polish guy, uh, Janusz Kulig. Okay. He had a Evo, you know, quick European championship guy, you know, he was just overdoing a one-off event. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, we're going into this stage. I think Lovell had had problems and Mark had maybe gone off. So, you know, they were all, everyone was at the rally, but just yes. uh-huh. we, were, we ended up, you know, ended up at the top. So service before the last stage and we're equal. And uh, there's a guy, Tony Janetta, I don't know if you remember him. He used yeah. to rally. The big Datsuns and Metros and all that. Uh-huh. He, um, he, he was in America and he used to come with me as a coordinator just to help out, you know. Right, yeah. I says, right, Tony, what, let's just strip the car, everything out of it, spare wheel, jack, the lot, we're uh-huh. going for it. He says, oh, no, you're crazy. He says, just, you know, finish 
second here, that's, you know, points on the board. I said, nah, I said, we might never be in this position again for it. So I had everything. I even took, um, even took the navigator's bag off him, everything. We just stripped the car. I says to David, just bring its neck. And he, and he won it by a second. Jesus. So, uh, so that was it. That was the first, first rally in America won. And that was, yeah. that was my, winning that and then won the next three rallies on the trot just just unbelievable yeah one of those years you know just, just never touched turned to gold kind of thing yeah i mean i mean you know that it's it's like doing the world championship in america because the conditions vary that much mm-hmm. no two rallies are even similar like, no no so you can't say that you know the car was suited to one condition because mm-hmm. you know tennessee that the one they won first was you know Kind of, I guess, like Wales, or you know, right. forest and real fast, and then um, the next one in California was like Acropolis, just rough and dusty. And mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, we went to that one, and I said to him, "Look, we're just we're just going for a finish here because it's so rough. You know, we can, they don't want to break the car up. Mm-hmm. Let's just go for a drive around, and we'll let the rally come to us if that happens." And, mm-hmm. and shit. Everyone else was was having problems, and and you know he won that one, yeah. and then went DPR, which is the fastest rally out there. I mean, unbelievable fast. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, because you're up in the high gears, it's not so much power. You know, you get the thing up and running, and, yeah. and he had it with him at that point. Dan Dan came on board, and you know they really clicked. Um, and David was doing the British Championship. Group N, so he was he was in the car every week. Yes, he was. I hot was, then. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, SDPR again. He won that, and I mean, I think now he's won that eight or ten times. I mean, he's just you know untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, won that one, and it, yeah, we pretty much had the championship in the bag. I mean, we we won it one rally left to go. Mm-hmm. Um, sure enough, we sold it. Sold the car. <laughs> Irish guy out there from New York, so uh-huh. um, so yeah. I mean, that was just just brilliant. Um, customers built up. We ended up, I think, we had four customers that we were running alongside David by the end of the year. You know, they just you know people because wanted... he was one and that affected yeah. anti anti your doors then as well too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's uh, I, that's when we first uh, got in touch with Shane Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who um, again? That was another job that you know it was just going to be uh, do with Michelle, okay, and, and and he'd take the car back, okay. It was through another one of that Irish community, and you know in, in in New York, and the Bronx was massive. I mean, you know, then it was mm-hmm. huge. You know, they'd, they'd they'd be like half the entry was you know Irish boys over here. <laughs> I Mitsubishi Talons and Eagles, whatever they yeah. were then. And, and evils and everything. Uh-huh. Seamus, you know, was was of course, yeah. Uh, you know, was the main man over there. But but um, there was a fellow Niall Donnelly from from New York who used to help a lot of the lads out. And he he rang up. He said, Look, this this young lad Shane, he's really quick, but you know, he's wanting a, a car built, but he wants it done right. And I said, well, we'll we'll do it, no bother. So mm-hmm. did the shell, and then yeah, carry on, just finish it off. So we we built it. Went to the first rally and um, I think that would have been STPR on main. And anyway, he, he was running it himself, but okay. we ended up him out a bit, you know. And mm-hmm. 
said, right, you know, I want you to run it, you know, from yeah. now on. He did a few events and, and, you know, he was one of those, you could really tell he, he had it, you know. He was just nice straight away, you just like, yeah, this, this, this lad's got it. And uh, it's very, very much, very similar to, to Stephen Finlay. Really, really laid back kind of guy, you know, and but just fast, smooth. And I used to get him in with David as much as we could when we were testing, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to, for him to see, you know, what David was doing, what he was up to, and you know, hanging out with him and Daniel, you know, the pace notes, getting mm-hmm. on top of all that. And uh, so, yeah, you know, he, he straight away he, he was on it, and the end of that year. Um, obviously, you know, we were paying David to drive and we couldn't keep doing that and yeah. a chance to go and, and, and join Mitsubishi. So, you know, he he left. Um, you know, we'd, we'd, I guess we'd given him a good jump start in America as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done pretty well over there. Oh, yeah, since then. Not, <laughs> yeah, he's not done too bad. Um, and, and, you know, credit to David because, you know, again, a brilliant driver and I and I, I think the same with him group and background yeah with Subaru and just they just learn that that smoothness and corner speed and, mm-hmm. and and mechanical sympathy that I think you know they just once you hey, put you know, it, then, yeah. it just comes then mm-hmm. um so yeah so the next year then we'd we'd got Shane and then also the US Air Force which was a big one they came to us Halfway through the year, they were sponsoring a guy in a Subaru. Okay. Who was looking after his own car, but maybe not doing the best job of it. So right. I was I was lying under the car, David's car one day, and this this guy comes up asking for, for me, you know, and this this is oh that's that's he's under the car there. <laughs> <laughs> so I come out and I think he was expecting, you know, some team manager kind yeah, of shirt and tie nearly. I, <laughs> And he says, oh, I want you to, to run our car for us the rest of the year. And I said, you know, um, thanks very much. But I says, I, I just can't do it. I said, you know, we're committed to the customer we've got and it wouldn't be fair on them mm-hmm. to do it. But and he, and he was kind of put out a bit, you know, he's, I think he was thinking, you know, I'm coming here, you know, got this money and what have you. And I said, look, you know, we'll, we'll help you out if we can, you know, and went on we did we know we did a gearbox chain for them or whatever but <laughs> they pretty much run the car themselves and anyway the, the end of the year he, he come up he said look definitely next year you know we want you to, to run it and it have, to have go open class so we, we built this or we, we had this uh a focus with group a escort running gear okay right yeah so uh, dennis osborne had actually built the car in the uk Mm-hmm. For, a, for a customer and I think they'd backed out and you know we were looking for it, they wanted an American car you know they had to be American so there really wasn't any options of course, and, yeah. mm-hmm. Ford was the only thing so mm-hmm. so off Dennis shipped it out and then we you know we made a few changes to it and you know ran that car as well as as Shane and, and you know a couple of other customers mm-hmm. so another busy year yeah Shane won the Group N Championship yeah quite Quite easily, you know, was finishing well up, yeah. and re- and really going well. So he was, you know, he was just getting faster and faster. Yeah, um, you know, 
very busy with work again, like Stephen. So you know, he'd fly in at the last minute, and Definitely I'd have to, I'd have to take his mobile phone off him, you know, at the start. <laughs> I says, right, that's it. You can yeah. have it back at the finish because he'd be he'd be on the phone to work on about putting the tower block up in New York or something. <laughs> while but uh, but yeah, no, that mm-hmm. you know that was great for him to win. He got, I think it was like five grand US dollars, you know, for the Group N Championship Subaru. Okay. Right thing, so, yeah. So a good little you know thing to mm-hmm. to go towards it, but um, I'll I'll tell you how how strong the the Irish community was out there with rallying. Um, the one of the rallies was Maine, which was miles away. You know, you know another long trek, mm-hmm. and he says, "Look, I, I can't do it. I can't afford to go to that one. You know, we're gonna have to give it a miss." Mm-hmm. Well, we really need to be going for the championship. He says, I know, but he says, I just, you know, can't. And he was, you know, he was literally paying for it all himself. You know, mm-hmm. so. so I rang Nile up, you know, in New York. I says, look, we're not going to be able to do this rally. He says, mm-hmm. leave, it us. leave it with us. So uh, next thing, he'd arranged uh, a night uh, in one of the pubs up there in, in, in Yonkers and uh, just put a a box on the bar, donation, right. blind donations. And uh, next thing he rang us up, he says, how much do you, do you need to, to to run main, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can't remember what it was, you know. I, I told him anyway, he says, mm-hmm. right, get a ticket book because he's coming. And that was <laughs> it. The boys had all just put in. and yeah, fantastic. So, they were prepared to, put, yeah. you know, and have a competitor of them and all. Didn't oh, they? yeah. Yeah, yeah. get him up there. Yeah, they, they knew, you know, he was kind of one of theirs and he was doing well and they just wanted to, you know. See him do well. Yeah. See him the year out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, so no, that, that was brilliant. I mean, that, that was, you know, to go and do that and for him to get the championship at the end, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so tied all that up and, and just, mm-hmm. yeah, just really, yeah. really a brilliant result. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. So then, uh, then was it two thousand and six? Then you headed for Australia. You just wanted to take a break from rallying, I suppose, as much as anything else. Yeah, well, well, to be honest, Kevin, would have stayed in America. You know, if we could have, right. uh, it's so hard to to get a, a green card or permanent visa, or whatever. Yes, uh-huh. and you know, we were there when nine eleven happened, and had you know, we'd had these replications in and of course they were all scrapped everybody's was scrapped at that time right it got really tough and you know we had a big we had a big that I could work um but my wife wasn't officially allowed to work and the kids you know wouldn't have been allowed to work because they were getting older so okay you know long term wasn't really feasible then gonna work out so Mm -hmm. but we weren't ready to to come back here so um, my, my wife's got a couple of brothers living in Perth, mm-hmm. so we thought, oh well, well, we'll give that a try, you know. So went out there and um, um, just I just got back into fabrication, just doing stuff for the mines, um, you know, just total break from rallying, spin it with the kids. You know, the, the lad was big into his football and rugby, and you know, yeah. just going off camping with the kids and stuff that would, you know. I mean the, the, the traveled America, but it was it was you know it was in a truck on the way to a rally. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the most of the holidays up until then. So yeah. so um, I mean you know when, when we were there, um 
just by chance. You know, Alistair McRae lived lives in Perth. Okay. He still does, and literally was you know was just down the road from us. So um, I, I knew him very well anyway. So we'll come, you know, real good friends knocking out about mm-hmm. there. And uh, he decided to build an escort, so I ended up getting roped, <laughs> roped into that, um, which was good. You know, it was good just to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Built, built the car and um, we did that. And then, you know, we thought, well, maybe we'll, we'll move back now. You know, parents were getting older and, okay. you know, mm-hmm. the, the kids had actually, you know, moved back here at that time, although they're back in Australia now, but they, they were here and we thought, well, we'll maybe just move back and, you know, mm-hmm. give it a try over there again. So, yeah, I came back. Um, I was doing just most work again. You know, I didn't really know what I was wanting to do. So mm-hmm. I was out leading with Allsbergs, doing the rallycross cars. And um, I was working with Martin up at CA1 Sport, running bogey in the British Championship. Oh, yes. uh-huh. that, you know, that was a good year. Mm-hmm. You know, with, um, and then, yeah, but, uh, got through that year, um, built, did some work for BGM Sport in Brackley, built a couple of TR7s for the Classic Safari. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another little project that the, mm-hmm. the So, yeah, you know, it was just kind of didn't really want to commit to anything. It was just, you know. Yeah. Going where the work was and such at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of plenty of work mm-hmm. about it. You know. And then um, I got, a, got offered a job at Jaguar. Uh, Jaguar Land Rover, they were doing a heritage department, doing up all day type Jags. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that sounds, you know, all right. It was a good enough job and, mm-hmm. you know, well, kind of running the workshop side of things uh, on that, which was, you know, was good and it was mm-hmm. steady enough job, but then the kind of production uh, mentality there was a bit hard to, to handle, you know, they were wanting to crank the cars out like they do on the production line. And oh, right, yes, it was. Uh, now these are E types are going for you know three or four hundred thousand pound, and you got the you know they've got to be yeah sent, and they were like telling us they had to you know you've got to get do them fired out there kind of thing. Yeah, and I just you know I just got the point. I was like, no, I'm not. That's not for me. I can't turn the cars out if they're not you know. And they're not pleasing you. They're not going to please the guests no, when you spend that kind no, of crazy money. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I've been chatting with Paul Howarth at, at ProDrive, and you know he talked about doing this, you know, this ProDrive Legends thing. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, went went back there, and you know the plan was really to to get that up and running straight away, but their collection of cars have been neglected for a, for quite a while, so. You know, we ended up recommissioning a lot of those Porsche group, you know, Collins, Subaru, um, the Metro. So, so we were kind of working through those to get those up and running, which, you know, took the first year, year and a half to do that. And then, you know, we started, you know, then bringing a, a couple of customer cars in for rebuild. Okay. We did that uh, Solberg car and mm-hmm. we got in that we're, we're building for a for a guy in Ireland at the moment, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, plenty plenty of work coming in. I mean, it's, it's really, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's gained a lot of momentum now. You know, mm-hmm. it's 
it's kind of rolling along pretty well. Yeah, and like then cars you're bringing them and you're you know putting them back to the spec to wear like for Japan the, the Stolberg car, like it must be like a fine line between like building the car and preserving the car as such. Yeah, it is, it, and that's one thing you kind of sometimes have to discuss with. I mean, to be fair, the customers we've had have always have all been brilliant. They've just mm-hmm. you know gone with what you know, what, what I've recommended to them. Um, but to me, you know, like that car, for example, the, the, the Solberg car, you know, that we got that from, from Philip. So, you know, he was running that for, for, um, for a guy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was very originally, it was still left-hand drive, which is unusual for the Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> converted to right to go over to Ireland. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the car was was original. And to me, mm-hmm. you know, you need to keep as much of that as you can. I mean, you could, you know, we could have put new flaws in it and mm-hmm. sills, you know, I mean, yeah, it got sills, but you know, arches and you could you could end up with a, basically a brand new shell, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, you know, a lot of that damage was was probably done by Solberg when he was, you know, when he was rally kind of thing. Yes. So, you know, you, yeah, for sure, you know, the shell was blasted back to bare metal and aired mm-hmm. as, as needed but you know we kept as much of the original car as we could mm-hmm. um and then you know one of the one of the i guess the selling points pro drive have is you know they have all the documentation the original build books everything so you know we can just pull it out yeah. and you go right through the car that is exactly you know as she left the factory to go to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And even though that car, you know, it's it's going to Holland and, and it's, you know, the guys basically bought it as an investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still fully commissioned it, took it up the, the track, gave it a run. It's, you know, it's ready That's, to go and do a rally. That could start a rally uh, tomorrow. Like, in yeah, the yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it's, you, you know, mechanically it's, it's 100%. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's just sent it and, you know, he'll, you know, he might keep it, he might sell it, but you know, yeah. it's at the bottom. It's it's kind of ready to go, and that's mm-hmm. good. And then the legacy, you know, didn't build now. That the guy's going to compete with that because obviously they're eligible for the historics now. The oh, legacy, yes. Uh-huh. So that'd be so, nice to uh, see by going the stages again. Yeah, too. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It'd be, it'd be great. You'd hear that sound coming down. Oh road. yeah, it's it's just unmistakable, isn't it? You know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's one of them few cars that you can tell like a mile away what it is before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's definitely, it's iconic sound that, you know. And, yeah. and like, I, I read somewhere down too, a lot of the, the people that worked on the car originally, the, the guy, you know, does the, the stickers and all that kind of thing is the guy that done it back in the day yeah. as well too. So yeah, that's right. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the guy that paints the cars uh-huh. still, he See. repainted the car. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just stuck with them over the years, and the, yeah, the John done the graphics. I mean, he, you know, it's funny, like it's amazing, you know, the number of cars he must have done over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he come in to do to do that one, and uh, you know, he's he's even putting little stickers on, and he's like, oh, I remember this one, you know, just there, and mm-hmm. so I mean, those are you know nice touches, I think, to go, you know, the produce a book for the for the owners documenting the the build and I think there are touches that you know make it worthwhile mm-hmm. you know probably going to pro drive I mean apart from the you know 
the authenticity of getting it done there. Mm -hmm. um, those little things, you know, that yeah, that will add to its providence down the lane. Yeah, so. yeah, you wouldn't get that anywhere else. You no. know, you couldn't. Yes. You know, you, you know, when they get the file with the car, there's the original build spec that you know yeah. from from when he did the rally and the movement schedule for the rally, and you know they'll get all in the files. So that kind of the you know the whole process for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I suppose we should start wrapping up now. But before we go, you're moving on, and after Easter. <laughs> Again. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I, I got you know the opportunity uh, to go to Tuttle Porsche. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Richard Tuttle that, that runs you know the business. Um, you know he, he's given us the chance to go and be a team principal there. So so managing the motorsport side of things okay. the, and and the rallying. Um, so it was just, it was just one of those opportunities, Kevin. You know, couldn't couldn't turn down. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, it, you know, really, you know, great little team again. Um, uh, really enthusiastic. You know, they've got some great customers. You know, they do some brilliant events. Yeah. Safari, obviously, is one of the main ones. Um, so we've got, you know, I think twelve cars going there this year. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and looking to build the race side of it up as well with the Porsche Cup. So, right, uh, you know, they've got mm -hmm. projects going on with Singer. You know, yeah, with us. we've all seen that. You know, that doesn't that yeah. look unbelievable yet? So it is, and, and I've seen that running. It is unbelievable. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the wee video, the clip, and the noise just yeah. takes yeah. you back, doesn't it? You know, to, so. yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, really. Really looking forward to to getting out on some events again. Um, just you know, obviously Africa would be big, but you know, look at getting some cars out maybe in the UK and Ireland would be great as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, get get some rally cars out there. Um, you know, the Porsche is a brilliant car for the historics. Yes. So um, you know, so it'd be really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I think like I say, Pro Drive Legends is is. You know, it's in a good place now. I guess it's yeah. You know, you you're prepared to hand your baby over now to somebody else. Well, yeah. Place. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I was I was quite happy there, but uh, and you know, they've got work booked in and and you know, plenty of interest. But um, yeah, but this was just you know, too good an opportunity to to pass by. Mm -hmm. You've you've been so you know the the story you've told, like the the teams you've been with, the you know the experiences you've had, like there's a book in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've done about, I've done about that. But, uh, Maybe some of the stories wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be for publication as well. But. Uh, you know, like uh, it's such a life you've had. Like, yes, it's not maybe not all glamorous, but like the young Andy when he was leaving school, you know, going to become a fabricator. Did he ever imagine that it would <laughs> would take so many twists and turns along the way? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think you know, you know, when I do think back of. Of maybe um, you know, I could have like I could have stayed at Pro Drive the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have just you know been there right through. Um, but you know, at the time, I've just kind of always gone with you know what feels right with the gut feeling, and, yes. and uh, you know, going off to America, like I say, that you know, it's such a gamble, you know. And yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That, you know, that that was we were only going for a couple of months and six years. <laughs> up there, so. Uh -huh. uh, so you know, but but you know they've all been brilliant moves. I wouldn't you know no. wouldn't change them. I mean, enjoyed all the 
you know, the experiences and mm -hmm. the people that you get to work with, you know, all around the world really is, yeah. in, you know, and it doesn't matter where you go in any rally, you know, you, you always bump into someone that you've worked with or, you know. You're like, you're of banter with them as well. Yeah, it? yeah. And drivers, you know, same again, you know, like I was saying with, with Batman, uh -huh. you know, he wouldn't matter if you bumped into him down the street now, he'd still, you know, stop, stop and chat. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, so just real, you know, real, real good people to work with. And like the set, uh, a rally car with like Ari Vatten and Tony Pond, Stig Blom, yeah. because Stephen Finlay, you know, that, that yeah, was yeah. like, you know, them's, you know, there's people would cut off the right hand for them opportunities. Oh, I know. You know? So, I, I know. <laughs> maybe one of them. I, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes you do have to kind of, you know, when, when going a bit, tough or whatever or, or you know you're doing an all-night or something you sometimes have to stop and think well hang on a minute you know it's been too bad you know mm -hmm. um, you know you've had a pretty, pretty good go at it and like you say some of those experiences you know you know rally fans would you know, mm -hmm. you know be all over that so yeah it's been been very lucky and uh, yeah it's been it's been great well Andy it's been a pleasure thank you for taking the time to join us Oh, thanks, thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks for having us on. It's been, it's been good chatting to you. Yeah, good man. That was Andy Brown and myself, Kevin Glendinning, talking rally. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, can you please like and share it on all social media platforms? And if you're listening to that podcast, can you please rate the podcast? It would be gratefully appreciated. Until the next time, take care. Speak soon. Bye.